0: El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. everybody welcome to unpopular opinion i'm your host adam todd brown joining me as co-host today jeff's here
1: hey it's, it's you know you get it you know the drill
0: and joining us as guest today our favorite guest of all no guest
1: or you the listeners
0: yeah i mean we are i would argue the listeners guests we are the hosts but also we are guests because the listeners are letting us into their ears, into their cars, into their homes, into their lives.
1: Thank you for letting us into your cars, by the way.
0: Into them guts.
1: Yeah, we're getting up in them
0: guts. Right? Yeah. Th- yes. Thank you for letting us in your car. I slept there last night, actually. Yeah. It and also, it nice. was
1: very nice of you to let us be in your guts.
0: Yeah. It's all about. It's all nice. It's all. It's
1: so nice. We appreciate you opening yourselves to all of our invasions.
0: Yes, yes. We are doing another one of them Q and A episodes. More like t and A T&A episode. <laughs> what do you mean? There's no. You mean we we'll talk and answer? Like,
1: I'm no. Spraying my, I'm spraying
0: my milks on the microphone. <laughs> That's hot. That's very hot. Thank you. We are answering some questions from the Twitterverse. From the Discord, from the Patreon, all around the internet, people got questions, and you know what me and Jeff got? We got answers. We got A. We got A. for We got
1: got some tender A for those Qs.
0: That's right. We got all kinds of A for that Q.
1: Mm, We just got
0: thick A. And when you get it, more where that came from.
1: Baby, we got A for days.
0: A for days. Days with a bunch of A's. Yeah. 10 A's. We got
1: that mean cake. (laughs)
0: I know what that means. Yeah, Yeah. you do. So let's dive right in. We got, I would argue, some very good questions this week. Like this first one, cutting right to the core right away, getting into the heavy stuff.
1: Knowing our demo?
0: Yeah, exactly. At Andrew Hillary US on Twitter. Best sandwich you've had in recent years. If you can remember, best sandwich. Of your lifetime. I will throw out a controversial pick for best sandwich I've had in recent years, just because its existence was so fleeting.
1: It's a hot dog, isn't
0: it? No, it is the Arby's Nashville hot fish sandwich.
1: I like a a fish sandwich.
0: It was around for approximately, I'm not joking, maybe three months. Me and the wife absolutely loved it. Me and Vanessa Gritton threw down on a couple of them each just sitting in an Arby's parking lot once. They were so good and then just gone just forever. Gone. And Man. I don't think I've ever seen another Nashville hot fish sandwich. I made one at home. Yeah, that's pretty great. But yeah, I, don't, I like it's, the
1: idea of buffalo fish too.
0: Yeah, you, you would have, if you never tried I it. I would have gone for it, yeah. You would have you loved it. It had a, instead of a tartar sauce, it was like a peppercorn ranch.
1: Perfect. That's perfect for oh, the Nashville.
0: Oh, let me tell you. Let me Ugh. tell you
1: so good recently this is my favorite dave Matthews song no um recently i've had sure. a uh, a a chicken and waffle sandwich hmm. that was delightful and i've come around to the the aggressive sweet and savory mix um but the chicken and waffle sandwich is something you can have once a year sure yeah um but i had it at sweet chick it was a goddamn delight it was good um, I have, there are certain sandwiches that I have, but like the, one of those like best sandwich of your life or whatever, there was, um, this crab cake sandwich at not a burger stand in Burbank mm. and he did it cause he was from Maryland and it was so hard to get like a good east coast style crab cake sandwich out there and he did it right and the the crab cake was the size of a hamburger patty it was big he nice. he dressed it right it was just done so perfectly so simply and and not expensive it was just like a he, he was just like there you go this is exactly what you want and he fucking nailed it
0: i do love a crab cake sandwich
1: a crab cake sandwich is an underappreciated sandwich
0: i think best sandwich of your lifetime is a hard thing to answer but i will say the thing that got me eating mediterranean food was a falafel sandwich i bought from a street vendor in peoria illinois in like the mid-90s i was downtown in peoria illinois and there were They had, like, food carts all around because that Mm. was, like, where all the offices and things were concentrated. And this falafel sandwich I had, I've been chasing that falafel ever since. Like, it it was so crispy and, like, I've never had falafel like it again. I love falafel because of that sandwich. And I tried it on a total whim. I think I was, like, I had a crush on a girl who was a vegetarian or something. And I was like, I'll try falafel. I fuck with falafel. She'll be into it. And... Yeah, I've been way into falafel ever since, but I've still never had falafel like I had on that cart. And here's the thing. He might have fucked it up. It might have been wrong. It might have been how falafel's not supposed to be. Yeah. But if but that's so, fine. I don't care.
1: You know, not all, all things considered, and I know that, you know, however anyone wants to feel about their inclusion of, of you know, different cultural foods. Trader Joe's makes, makes a dill pickle falafel ball thing that you can like. And it is an eerily tasty thing i read mm. this and i was like this sounds fucking insane so i bought it i, bu- I bought one of the bags and they're just like they're frozen and you put them in like a, an oven or a toaster oven you cook them up they were a fucking delight it's it was di- weird because i wasn't expecting that dill i bought them pickle, because falafel? they're weird dill pic- yeah there's so there's like a dill seasoning or whatever in the falafel mm. and i don't care if anybody's like that's not how it's supposed to be or what like i don't give a shit it tastes good
0: yeah they, people don't fine. know they don't make falafel <laughs>
1: Yeah, there are, there are sandwiches in LA that I love. Uh, th- you know, there's there's this egg salad sandwich out in, like, fucking Calabasas that was incredible. And, like, it was, like, so good where, like, I was like, I got to buy, like, a pound of this egg salad. But then I realized I was driving with a pound of egg salad for an hour in my nah, car. Yeah, you don't want to do and that. And that. I was just like, I'm just going to eat this in the car because I'm to toss it when I get home. That meatloaf sandwich... With the egg on it that I get at the New Deals tasty treat.
0: Mm, yeah, I've had that. That's a good A lot of good
1: sandwiches out there.
0: There's uh the prime rib Nicknicks at Misfit in Santa Monica.
1: Yeah. Tasty. The got the Godmother?
0: I'm I'm on the fence. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the Godmother. I think it's a little overrated.
1: Did you get it with the hots on it?
0: I've had it any number of ways. It's okay. one of those things where people are gonna be like, But have you tried it this way? I don't like it. That's fair. But
1: it's it's some people don't add the the hot peppers and that you know, that's not
0: but people do love that sandwich.
1: Yeah. yeah Bay like City's
0: it. Deli, if anyone's ever in the Santa Monica area.
1: Yeah. It's, it's considered the best sandwich in Los Angeles. So it's not like some secret that I'm telling, you know.
0: Jeff, do you want to take this next question? since It's sure, specifically but I'm actually- for
1: you. I, but it's actually not like it's said for me specifically, but it's not because this also goes to you, which is question for Jeff specifically. To what extent has your experience? This is Alex James Tunes on Twitter. Um, to what extent has your experience with Jeff has cool friends and Unpopped, etc. influence your career path? Do you still see stand up as your primary job or is podcasting the way forward for you or both? Um, Podcasting is my career now. Well, my career is all-encompassing, but my money-making job is podcasting. I'm not stupid. Um, And, you know, I I honestly feel like I'm... Kind of I, I hate to say this because it does sound sort of derivative but like kind of following in Adam's footsteps in that you have one career path that's going in one direction a thing comes out you weren't necessarily planning on and that becomes the thing that you sort of fall in love with and becomes your major thing like because that's kind of how you did the same thing
0: yeah it was just the most it was the most natural transition for me i do in retrospect regret that i didn't start some kind of subscription like newsletter or something at the exact same time because i do want to get back into writing but yeah i think for almost anyone in our field like right now me and jeff make the bulk of our money doing podcasts but i i would be highly surprised if either of us i know i'm not are just content to like ride it out the rest of our days just doing podcasts like i love live stand-up yeah, like, I definitely want to get back into doing more stand-up. I want to write more. I want to do some TV shit. This is just a, th- it's a thing we're good at, you know? Like, we've been it's- doing it since 2013. That's a long time for podcasts. <laughs> it's not like we were the first, but we were up there. Yeah. We were pretty early on it. So, of course, you know, we're going to monetize it would be silly to still be doing podcasts for no money by this point
1: and it's it's fun and i love doing it and it's also a way to make our shit accessible i don't like the stand-up video like putting videos of your stand-up online i fucking hate that yeah because i love the idea of it being live and in the moment and the stand-up world is a broken world it is it it does not reward talent the way it should it it is filled with sex predators It's ugly. If you want to get in on a uh, in a club like the Hollywood Improv, you have to be cool with the fact that they're probably going to put a rapist on your on your lineup. Yeah. And if you're not cool with that, you have to blaze your own path. And that's fucking difficult. It's not impossible, as we've proven. But, you know, if we if we were full time stand ups, we wouldn't be you know paying our bills full time. just wouldn't yeah. happen.
0: And the thing about stand up, like stand up comedy is a thing I love doing and an industry I hate. Yep.
1: That's so, a great answer.
0: I feel like I'm always going to do stand up comedy in some capacity. And if the fact that I am not spinning my wheels trying to do five shows a week in LA makes some people think I'm not an actual comedian, that's fine. Because yeah. if you, you know, turn it around, I would just say I don't feel like I need as much practice as you because I've been writing jokes since 2007 for money. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty confident in my writing, so I don't feel like I need to go work out my jokes in front of a crowd. And if people feel like that makes me less of a comic, so be it. But I'm going to enjoy doing comedy. I'm not going to go through this fucking meat grinder that people go through just to get on Conan or Samantha B or wherever people are doing stand-up now.
1: I also want to add, too, that this question has already answered itself in the fact that adam and i have both left jobs and careers for one thing so we're clearly malleable like we're clearly open to whatever happens happens because if you if you stay rigid about your path eventually you're going to be fucking miserable
0: yeah and i i think at the end of the day i just don't want to have a boss like that's weird because bruce springsteen is the boss that's i used to have a shirt I would wear it on casual Fridays very frequently at my old insurance job that had Springsteen's face on it. And it said the only boss I listened to.
1: (laughs) Good shirt. Perfect.
0: Adam, what's next? What's next? N. La Louvre on Twitter says, what is the most useless thing you ever bought? Condoms. (laughs) Great answer. My one word answer would be a Chromebook.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's. Chromebooks just like uh, it's like an iPad with a fucking uh, keyboard on it. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. I buy I buy a lot of frivolous shit. So like, I've bought a lot of stuff just to like make people not feel bad about themselves. I remember I was hosting an auction once and somebody donated some stuff and like nobody was bidding, so I bid on it and it was like this shitty keychain and like yeah, a bunch of like random crap. And I just I just did it because I didn't want people to feel bad and the money was going to charity. But a like, keychain sucks. <laughs> The shit keychain.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've bought a lot of frivolous stuff. I buy a lot of albums that I don't need, like, stuff that's, like, it's sentimental to me, so I'm not going to listen to it. But it's also, yeah. like, never going to go up in value or anything, so Which I'm just, is, like, yeah. being collecting precious about it for be,
1: nothing. If, you, if you're collecting for money, you're doing it wrong.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Like, my um, coat hanger's vinyl album collection is so impressive and is probably worth like a collective $180 if I sold it all.
1: Hell yeah. $180 you didn't have before, Adam.
0: But it's also 18 Coat Hangers albums that I do have, and they've only released like six.
1: That you spent $360 on. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Adam at Exploding Runes asks, is there a sport you dread having to learn about for you don't even like sports? Like, is cricket just too weird or are you eager to jump into that weirdness? I'd like, I'd, I'd be down with it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I think that question kind of misses the point of the podcast because yeah. it doesn't really matter how boring or interesting cricket is. It matters how boring or interesting the subject of the podcast is. Like, Yeah. We're never going to be like, oh my God, can you believe this guy shoots his jump shots the way he does? That's so crazy, man. That's not how people normally shoot jumpers. Like, that is not what no. this podcast is about.
1: We're like, this guy killed a guy.
0: Yeah. Like, so no, like- cricket, cricket's fascinating for one thing. Like Alex yeah. Schmidt brought it up on an Unpops episode not too long ago. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down to cover anything that's interesting
1: as long as it's interesting, the story's got to be good. And cause that's the thing too, is like, it's our job to polish stuff up. Yeah. You know, like, so if we, like, if you look at the, the, the seasons we did, like Adam, I don't think either of us really give a shit about NASCAR or golf, or I'm sorry, soccer. Yeah. And yet look at our, that was our last three seasons. were nascar soccer and golf
0: yeah like if i only covered sports i care about we would just be doing baseball basketball football and tennis and boxing boxing mma yeah yeah, ufc yeah there's a lot of sports like like
1: we're not just going to do the cool sports like that's too easy
0: Yeah, Yeah. we should get off into like a European at. Well, I guess we did. We did. I mean, he's not European, but we did Maradona.
1: We did Maradona and we did John Daly, which is just which is golf, which is like such a and we like the fact that we did before we did fucking football or hockey. We did NASCAR, soccer and golf. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, We still
1: haven't done football. That should let you know. Well, because remember, I I had suggested Herschel Walker and he got upgraded to the main show.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's, I was like, we should do a season on Herschel Walker. And it's like, and you're like, no, no, no. More people need to hear about this motherfucker.
0: We should do Lawrence Taylor.
1: LT would be an interesting one. Yeah, we've, we, we, we've bandied around some interesting cats uh, yeah. in that. You know and I think that was, actually,
0: bad? that was actually one of Exploding Rune's other questions was, is yeah. there an athlete we'd want to cover?
1: OJ Simpson. I don't know if you've heard of him.
0: OJ Simpson would be. OJ Simpson, <laughs> just the sports. Just Not the sports. I mean. <laughs> and then else. Naked Gun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, we, we pretend that the last news we heard of was, like, Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yeah, yeah, we cut it off it's... in
0: 93. Yeah. I don't know what OJ got up to after this. heard he did, did some jail time for stealing his memorabilia back. All right, next question. At Ray Guevara. Who is somebody you both legitimately disagree with on a substantial topic, but still legitimately respect as a person? I think there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. I Clint mean, Eastwood, maybe? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, if we're going celebrities, I don't know. This I'd is rather mi- do
1: celebrities than just be like, fucking chat.
0: Yeah, like that's a, a minefield <laughs> of a question. Yeah, I could be like, Jeff, we disagree on why the United States nuked Japan. But also, I don't actually respect Jeff. So
1: That's because I will make you
0: respect me. That's not it's not and a good beat answer. Beat your ass with a pipe. On my part. Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, what's, your, what's your what's your answer? This, this, it, it this might is like a John secret M- minefield of a topic.
1: I would I would say like there are certain like 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 John McCain before he died might be one because he had like the balls to be like what the fuck are you people doing with this asshole yeah. with his party and he's just like this isn't what we're about here and while he's it doesn't have a perfect track record he seemed game um, to play the game you know like again I didn't I don't think he was necessarily uh, in it for the best but he thought he was yeah
0: I would. So, Along those same lines, I would bet me and Liz Cheney disagree on a whole lot of things, but yeah. I respect the shit out of yeah. Liz Cheney right now.
1: Well, it's like McCain, I guess, laid the groundwork for that. Like, if yeah. he was alive, he'd be the one spearheading that.
0: At Nerd Rocker 42, other than weed, do you have a favorite plant,
1: Jeff? Uh, you know, I don't. I, no. <laughs> I know that's such a stupid answer, but no, not really.
0: I like a spider plant. If anyone out there is looking to get into plants and you want something that's easy to take care of a spider plant is the way to go because if parts of that start dying you can just cut that shit off and it'll regrow doesn't need as much water and care as plants usually i also love an aloe plant because that's useful like aloe yeah, like, is good like having if you
1: a get, medicine chest
0: yeah if you get if you get a, like a minor burn or something and you have an aloe plant you can legitimately just snap a piece off and fucking rub that shit my grandmother used to screams. have
1: screams
0: My grandmother used to have aloe plants all the time around the house. So I was always partial to an aloe plant. Adam, at initiative of one asks, coolest place you accidentally found while traveling? You know, (laughs) I can't remember the name of it, which is a big bummer. But I texted Jeff a picture. Last time I was in Omaha, I was there with the wife. And we went to the old market area, I think it's called. And I found this place that has all these like vintage pinball machines in the back it's like a sort of like a museum but it's also a store like an oddities store and like me and Jeff have been to Omaha and we did not find this place I've been to Omaha a bunch of times and I had never found this place and I just on this one trip happened to like stumble upon it and it such a neat place
1: yeah because remember we went to like 11 worth yeah and they got shut down do you i was speaking of omaha it's funny because i was going to mention omaha do you remember that like that pop culture store that was like this really dense maze of like cool flea market toy finds and shit and, and I, also, I almost bought that magic the gathering yeah denim jacket
0: i go to that yes. place every time i'm in omaha and i can't think of the name of that i fucking either. loved that place i loved omaha <laughs> like If I was to move back to the Midwest, I would probably move to Omaha. I adore Omaha. And the two things about it, kind of a double edged sword, it's very far from like any other major city. Like, not Mm -hmm. very far, but there's not like a place an hour and a half away. Like, if you're in Milwaukee, you can get to Chicago in an hour and a half. There's nowhere like that for Omaha, which is bad and good. Like, it's. (laughs) That's kind of isolation I can get into. Oh, maybe this is why we didn't go to the pinball place. It looks like it just opened in 2018. And oh. it's uh, in the Hollywood Candy Store at 12th and Jackson, if anyone is in Omaha.
1: Hell yeah, Hollywood and it's, Candy.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a vintage pinball museum. And it was neat. It was very neat.
1: <sighs> good, 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 good. Yeah, there we go. We both, we both found love in Omaha.
0: We sure did. Did we? What?
1: No, we did Albuquerque once.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> At No Life Till on Twitter says, Jeff, if you could sub in for Adam on any of his other shows, what one would you pick and what topic would you want to cover?
1: I would like to add that I would not like to sub in for Adam on any of his other shows because Adam and I are, have two very different styles of podcasting and i can't replace you because i'm better than you no uh i would want to be on a show with you but i i don't i don't think i would want to replace you on that um but if i could like be a co-host or a guest on a show it'd be the music oh yeah because that's it's you don't even like sports but it's about music which
0: yeah yeah
1: which adam does like because he doesn't like sports
0: but i do yeah i like music and sports and jeff doesn't no. like either of those
1: um but yeah. the music ones, like, I'm jealous sometimes of the stuff you do because I'm, I'm like, I want to do one of those. Um, Come do But one. it would be that. It would be that one. No, that's, that, that is, uh, th- those are other people's shows. And so, I, you know.
0: Oh, Andy um, and Travis are hosting the next season of The Sports Bot. I failed to tell you that. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's yeah. really upsetting. Yeah, I know. I, I thought that would upset you. That's why I wanted to tell you on the podcast. No, bad. that's not true. And here's the thing I feel the same way about Jeff has cool friends. There are so many people I would love to sit down and interview. And with the size of the audience we have, I feel like I could get a lot of them. I just clean hate interviewing people like I don't like it at all. So I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the exact same thing. Like there are people I would love to sit down for an episode of Jeff has cool friends and sub in for Jeff for. But it wouldn't be as good because I'm not as good at it.
1: Funny story, though. You know The re- the way I discovered that I really enjoyed interviewing was the Frank Turner episode of Unpops. Oh, yeah. And I was backstage at the Frank Turner show, and I wanted to tell him, like, hey, you accidentally changed the trajectory of my career. Um, but I-, I felt uncomfortable and didn't. But then all of a sudden, somebody taps me on the back. I was like, what the hell are you doing here? And it was Clem from Portugal, oh, the man. The- Clem. The- and he was with, like, another band.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Uh, and he was just like, why are you here? And fucking I fucking like, are you here fucking cl- shout out to clem clem is clem clem he is the fucking man and i was like holy shit i can't believe it and i had been to a convention earlier and met this dude and i shared it and then later clem's like wait how do you know this guy crazy and i was like oh he was at the, he runs this horror merch thing he's like i used to be in bands with this dude and i was like oh this is a small world it's
0: small great. world clem is all the right best miss that guy all right
1: let's... um at malacalypse on the discord uh we're on the discord now at, at malacalypse uh adam what are you uh what are you up to in new york after the unpop's uh, show you're gonna do some O?
0: yeah probably yeah i don't know the show is so early it's at 4 p.m and yeah plug 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 by the way if you're in new york city or the new york city area i'm doing a live episode of unpopular opinion at caveat nyc on august 28th at 4 p.m tickets are available at unpops.co slash nyc and uh i don't know what i'm doing after
1: co.nyc 2012 it's coney 2012
0: yeah exactly wait Uh, no unpops.co slash nyc okay
1: go to that go to that i'm I'm not going to be in it but you know it'll still be fine
0: i don't yeah i don't know what i'm doing after i mean me and alex will probably hang out me and sliceberg Like we'll go out, you know, it'll be, it'll be personal time. You'll see me at the podcast, everybody.
1: Yeah. They asked me when's your next con appearance and what are you excited for in it? I don't actually know when my next con appearance is things have gotten a little bit weird and strange and you know, it's hard to get into certain things. I I would hope I was, I was going to be at motor city, but I, I haven't heard from them yet about it, but that's in October. So we'll see. What are you excited for in it? The answer is uh, always the same when it comes to going to cons, it's making new friends through like the hosting panels and and whatever seeing my old friends and meeting fans. I fucking love meeting fans. There was a dude that was in town from like fucking Germany when I and he was like nice. in Detroit and he was just like I heard you were at Motor City so I bought a pass to come see you ho-, like and shit like that like that blew me away. I was like this guy ditched his dumb family to come say hi. And that's the best honor you could possibly do is avoid your family for me.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I love meeting fans. I just haven't had yeah. a chance to go out and do it because people COVID. are
1: people are genuinely intimidated to like talk to us and don't be.
0: Yeah, well, the thing if you come to this show, the thing that will be different about me at least is it's not a stand up show. When I do stand up, for one thing, when I was on the Portugal the Man tour, uh fan came out i mean several people came out to see the shows but someone was talking to me and they were like yeah i was gonna bring my friend and he was like i don't want to hear adam's political shit before the election here's the thing i don't do political shit when i do stand up my stand up is a very different thing from what i do on the podcast so there's that fuck you but the thing about me before a stand-up show is i'm like going over my jokes in my head and The only way for me to do that, I can't really do it in the green room because there's going to be comics back there and everyone's talking and I don't want to be like, shut up so I can focus. So I tend to just like go outside and walk around and it looks very intense. Like I'm just pacing around shooting or something. But prior to a podcast recording, I'm not, there's going to be none of that. Be lucky if I have pants on Just me hanging out. That's different. So come to the New York city show and come up and say hi before. Maybe
1: Adam will be wearing his new pair of sweat jeans.
0: Yes. At Firechild460 on the Discord. Hell yeah. 460. Stay high all day, y'all. Are there any movies that have been announced that you're excited to see? Or if not, what's been your favorite movie you've seen this year, regardless of release date? And why is it your favorite? Hmm.
1: I'm not super excited. The movie that I was the most excited to see so far has been Bullet Train. Yeah. which just got released and I'm going to go see that on Thursday. The one that I've seen so far this year that was my favorite was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. And it was just some some movies are perfect and you know, they hit you in every single way they could possibly hit you and that was one of them.
0: Yeah, Everything Everywhere All at Once was really great. Yeah, I'm blanking on movies i liked nope a whole lot saw that last night i have seen bullet train and i loved bullet train it was so much fun but there's not really any movies i can think of that i'm super duper looking forward to i'm kind of excited for joker 2 now that lady gaga is in it yeah but i mean i'm excited for
1: that just to see people get really scared and they're like we don't need this movie it's like yeah that's movies we don't need any of them
0: yeah that's but that's like 2024 or something i don't think that's anytime soon but all right Adam at Niccolo
1: Light asks: In honor of the release of *Prey*, if you could make a Predator movie set in any era, what era/slash time would it be? Um, man, make World War
0: One maybe. Woodstock '99. Get ripped apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a fucking Predator in that crowd and see. But I, but like a woke Predator that's there to stop sexual assaults.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, an anti-Predator Predator.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. That's the movie I want to see. Predator just ripping Limp biscuit fans apart. That's not fair. <laughs> no, it'd be funny, though. It'd be fun. Yeah. Also, have you watched, Have you seen Prey yet?
1: Not yet. I need to. I
0: haven't either. I think I'm going to watch it tonight. There was a question about whether we'd seen it yet, and I yeah. have not. So
1: Your answer is no.
0: Nope. At Dave T. says, would you rather travel forward in time or backward in time? Backward. Mm. Backward, yeah.
1: Backwards. I mean, I, There's of muddy... course it would be. Like,
0: well, I mean, I guess, like, are you going to
1: be able to come back or is this a one way ticket?
0: Yeah, that's that's a good question, because
1: if it's a one way ticket, I'm going to go back in time because I'll seem like a genius millionaire. Yeah, or yeah. as I go forward. I'll be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. I, won't I don't know how to use any technology. I'll be like, you guys have a phone. and be like, what's a phone? And then you're going to look like an idiot.
0: Yeah. I'm uneasy about the 2024 election. I certainly don't want to go forward in time. Like yeah. that's that's not yeah. even two full years away
1: yeah like, go forward eight years and you're gonna come to barren wasteland waking up in the walking dead <laughs> yeah no, i'll pass i'll go back pass. to like 1960 and just invest wisely
0: yeah I'm, I'm gonna go back and gamble on sports obviously
1: yeah the, the biff tannen method exactly adam over at patreon.com slash unpops mm-hmm. we got a couple for example seismic charge noise uh says with alex jones getting hit so hard in these trials do you think he will start to turn on some of the other big names and cue misinformation circles
0: no what what big names
1: yeah i don't think he will i think he's just gonna like eat it and then he'll just talk about how he's being persecuted and his fucking dipshit fans are gonna pay for the whole thing
0: yeah i don't uh, there aren't really any bigger names than him and like What's he going to tell you? Like, we know who Q was. We're never going to know what it was really about, even though people think they do. Like, I don't know. I think the Alex Jones trial is mostly just going to kind of take down Alex Jones. But other than that, probably not. Probably nothing too special. I like this next question. I'm excited about this one. At the ghost of Dave Thomas, what are some of your favorite moments in the last near decade of podcasting? For me, number one, Elon Musk on Joe Rogan. Obviously. legends
1: classic of them.
0: that time all those leftist podcasts had mark cuban on to defend the status quo to start a COVID. i thought that was great the time i met the guy from the dollop and he was a huge asshole uh, leaving cracked and that time i saw a podcast host fall asleep while interviewing a guest on the phone on a podcast i was on with maria shahada that guy's tiktok famous now wow how about you jeff
1: i was that guy now i'm famous on tiktok which is crazy um i would say there's a couple of episodes that i really enjoyed the one where we got vanessa drunk yeah yeah after talking about that that was a a banger of an episode
0: (laughs) it was like nine in the morning
1: the frank turner episode was really great for me because that's where i kind of pushed it out the day that i launched my patreon after I left Sideshow and everybody was just throwing me support and I realized that I had been undervaluing myself like a motherfucker just for a corporate sponsorship that wasn't really doing much for me. Live at Red Rocks, you know, I've always wanted to record a lot. Li- like the phrase live at Red Rocks means a lot to me. So the fact that we did an episode called that like melted my fucking brain.
0: Yeah, if I was going to do for real answers, recording at Red Rocks was really fucking cool. Fastball at Chet's I thought was actually very fun and interesting i
1: mean the moment was very fun
0: yeah here's the thing i don't give a shit if chet tweeted at fastball every day what the fuck's that doing to fastball they get one extra notification on their phones they were probably thrilled like (laughs) it's like in the big scheme of things
1: yeah remember when we were just melting during the video shoot though
0: yeah like that that attention didn't like hurt fastball yeah. i can promise you that if we're talking about specific podcast moments man just fucking annihilating ethan stanislavski on the kurt cobain murder episode of fight cast was very early on but he was not ready for that moment it was a dominant performance on my part and i was very mm-hmm. happy about it the time someone showed up to rifle through my garbage the day after me and fizza recorded a conspiracy pod about a CIA-affiliated child sex trafficking ring. That was cool. And also Leaving Cracked. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I had thought of one more. There's There's a
1: lot yeah there's There's a lot there's there's, a lot there's episodes of sideshow sideshow that i i like episodes with i mean i love certain episodes but there are you know every episode is different and unique and of its own thing but like the the recent episode of jeff has cool friends with Therese curatolo was great bringing ethan lawrence on to unpops was a lot of fun after he'd been listening for nine years you know shit like that like i fucking love that stuff and just i hate to say it just meeting fans in the wild yeah. You know, like like just some of the episodes of Tom and Jeff Watch Batman that you did, like I still will go back and listen to those sometimes.
0: Yeah, there's lots of individual episodes. You know, it's all like the Kickstarter was great, but it blew me away how well that went. And that really kind of paved the way for me to be able to have a career after Cracked and not have to get a day job. So that was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's a whole lot. Yeah. I appreciate uh, all the support.
1: At Stephen P says, hey, do you think the McDonald's could solve this feral hog crisis with a new line of free range McRibs? Love the shows and all y'alls.
0: It's not the worst idea.
1: Let's make some McRibs. That'd be funny to see in the Grimace with like a fucking machine gun.
0: Yeah. Just, or him wearing one of those slaughterhouse leather, leather aprons. We do have to do something about the feral hogs. It really yeah. is. Becoming a thing. Like we think it's just a rural issue now, but they're coming to our cities. Don't you worry; they'll be here. It's gonna be good times. At Zach Shepard on the Patreon says, "Hey all, just discovered you guys last month after listening to Misfortune. That was a great show. Adam, you seem to love music and enjoy bands and songs with meaning. What's your opinion of coheed and Cambria? They don't get talked about a lot, and their new album, which came out in June, is amazing. Here's the thing, Zach: I appreciate you listening. I have no opinion." on coheed and cambria i'm very unfamiliar with them i mostly just read this question because my wife will be psyched that you discovered us after listening to misfortune she worked very hard on that podcast and uh i just wanted to you know thank you for being a new listener That's always, I I never think about it happening that way. Like people, I always make jokes like, oh, if this is the first Unpops podcast you're hearing. Sometimes it is.
1: Sometimes it is, yeah. Yeah. I would say that I enjoy Coheed. I have enjoyed, uh, God, what's the the dude's name? He's, uh, the song Welcome Home is a great song. Like a lot of that stuff, like his comic was was really fun. The the second stage, Turbine Blade. Um, Dude's bigger than I remember, I thought he would be but you know that's it i think they're all right all right hey hey at dre asks um adam and jeff hit up a fair what ride and fair foods are must hits mm,
0: great I'm question
1: not, i'm not a huge rides guy if i can be 100% honest
0: i'm not either but i tell you what i fucks with is the pirate ship and you got oh, you yeah. want to get way and back because it's it's a safe ride like yeah. the pirate ship's not going to kill you probably and if you historically
1: get, they never have
0: if you get all the way in back or as close as possible to the back that drop each time oof exhilarating
1: i'll tell you which fair food or must hits buddy there's no limit mm, yeah i go fucking wild give me fried pickles i'll eat them but i can get fried pickles at hooters for only 45 dollars.
0: i like a corn dog at a fair because that's going to be that's going to be a, that's going to be a forearm corn dog is what that I'm, is i'm
1: i am a uh, i am a big fan of the sweets Mm-hmm. as well so like a nice fair milkshake i will add on. how about a funnel this, cake you like a funnel cake i like a funnel cake the problem with funnel cake is the grease level can give you some problems if you go on the viking ship afterwards that's true that's true i have puked on my fair share of rides after eating a, a <laughs> oh an old-fashioned raised donut hmm that's sure. my like, that's my, I got to get it an old fashioned raised donut. So it's like hot and it's like soft. It's like pillowy with that cinnamon sugar, the granulated sugar on the outside. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that I have to get. And a lemonade.
0: Oh yeah. The lemonade at a fair corn on the cob at a fair is oh, always fuck, yeah. wonderful.
1: Although I corn on the cob. I'll, I'll just skip. Cause you can get like the Elote guy will walk by and like, yeah. that's, that's pretty just, high
0: level. You can just buy corn and boil it at home. Yeah. It's still going to be well, good. There used to
1: be this really dope shrimp chowder spot at uh, the woodstock fair in woodstock connecticut that i used to fuck with hard mm. um that being said if you need like a food porn show my favorite of all time is carnival eats mm. it's yeah. so good i got i got portugal the man addicted to it and i think they're going to like be on an episode now oh nice cuz they were like they were went for it it's a great show and and that is that is the shit watch that show if you haven't it's it's so fucking good
0: i am a big fan of a thing that they have at fairs in the midwest that i don't know if it's a national thing but it's called a walk-in taco
1: oh yeah of
0: course and created
1: yeah. in um at the the woolworths in um, santa fe
0: oh was it yeah i don't know i just know it's a bag of either tortilla chips or doritos and they just dump all the taco stuff in there and you just walk around and eat it with a fork baby tasty treat They also, I'm not sure that this name isn't culturally insensitive, but they have a thing in the Midwest, specifically in South Dakota, called Indian Tacos. Is that with fry bread? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I I feel like that's probably, you know, there's probably a...
0: Probably a better name for it by now, but here's the thing, a taco on some fry bread. Fry bread fucks, man. Tasty treat.
1: Yeah. I mean, literally almost anything but the turkey leg because of the fucking bone. Yeah,
0: turkey leg, that's overrated.
1: Also, usually the turkey legs are like glued together. At yes. least the ones at Disney are. They're like not, it's not the real turkey leg. Yeah, it's um, too much. At uh, Ryan Bond asked if world conflicts were determined by dance off, who would be the dominant world power? Would it be America?
0: I am on board with that answer. That was going to be my answer also. It would be the United States. Because here's the thing. It's tempting to say like, oh, South Korea, something like that. Those motherfuckers don't have the Jabberwockies.
1: Second Jabberwockies reference we've had on Pops in in two months.
0: And there's probably going to be more. But sorry, they're from San Diego. Hell yeah. We will fucking wreck you on the world stage because you don't have the Jabberwockies. You don't have the
1: Jabberwockies.
0: Or Fanny Pack. They were great too. Shout out to America's Best Dance Crew. I love that show. It was so good. At uppity potato says, What is a blind spot in your knowledge base that you didn't know was wrong until recently? For example, only seeing a word written in books and pronouncing it wrong your whole life, like chameleon or current.
1: I, for the longest time as a kid, I and even until like a teenager, um, awry, I said awry when reading it out loud, and boy, boy, did I not figure that one out for a long time.
0: It took me an uncomfortably long time to realize that F A C A D E spells facade. facade. I was like, "What is a fucking aid? <laughs> but that I mean, sounds
1: awesome. A fakeade yeah. sounds like an '80s haircut.
0: Yeah, something like that, or like an yeah. other sort of wrestling term. Yeah, yeah, right. Like a kayfabe alternative.
1: Um, at Axmel, uh, Maxwell Lyman says, what animal do you have an irrational fear of that most people are fine with? For example, uh, theirs is horses. What animal do you have no other problem with that others seem to dislike? Thanks. Keep up the good content. Mine is very hypocritical. I have a massively irrational fear of cockroaches. Mm. Like, ter- like I'm, I freak the fuck out. Oh, I know cockroaches. That being said, those big fat June bugs that fly and like seem to like kind of like hit people all the time. I got no problem with them at
0: all. A chill went down my spine when you said June bugs. Yeah, I'm both are beetles, by the way. They're both different versions of the same thing. And I'm like one. But the June bug, that noise it makes, because if you get it in a room with the lights on, it freaks out and just starts flying around and it just makes this tapping noise when it hits the wall and He's it is a meaty boy oh i i was
1: it's, so your answer might be the the june bug
0: yeah the june bug i think I am I have an irrational fear of bugs in general. Yeah. It's gotten a little better since I moved to California. California isn't as bug ridden as the Midwest. And I've come to like, I'm still kind of scared of bees, but it's also like, thank you for your service. Like, I get it.
1: Bees are one of the ones I'm not really afraid of either.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not afraid of bees, but like, I don't like a wasp or a no, hornet fuck a wasp. or something like that. That's a whole different thing. But like a honeybee, that's a, that's a, that's a good puppy. It's got I like, how are you gonna be mad at that
1: june bugs are the the bumblebees of the beetle community
0: oh june bugs no i hate see? them there you go i good. hate them look
1: at that look at that look at how well and synced up our answers are
0: yeah right
1: if you see a roach take care of it i'll take care of the june bugs
0: yeah that's fine yeah there and spiders let spiders live
1: spiders are bros man i got yeah. no problem with spiders
0: spiders are there to eat all your other bugs you gotta let them, yeah you gotta let they're the be.
1: good roommates
0: At Sam Stowe, both of you stand accused of not even liking sports. So to prove that you do, what are your histories with sports? What teams did you grow up following? Favorite players as kids, etc. Jeff, did you play any sports as a kid?
1: I played pretty much every sport as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of had to, I was not good at them. I, I, I'd say this before, like I didn't enjoy playing. I mean, I guess I liked playing baseball as a kid. I played basketball, hated it, played football, hated it. It wasn't until boxing at 19 that I not only loved it, but it was, uh, you know, I was something of a of a, 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 I did really good at one very specific thing, which is punching. I was a yeah. very good puncher. That's not to say I was a great fighter. There's a lot of ingredients in there, but man, it was like something clicked where it was like that thing you have to learn about how to punch with a massive amount of force. I figured that one out. I still can't shoot a fucking basketball for shit.
0: I played baseball predominantly. I played basketball one season and I liked it, but I just wasn't good enough at the time. And then when I was good enough at basketball, I tried out for my grade school team and I didn't make the team, which was bullshit. It was some bullshit, but it's fine. It's fine. I played football one season and man, those practices, football practice is brutal.
1: Oh, I fucking hated it.
0: Those up and downs you got to do. No, thanks. No fucking thanks. I didn't make it deep into football, but I played baseball from the age of eight until around 13 or 14. I was a very good pitcher. I fucking ruled. I won a little league championship game as the starting pitcher pitched a complete game. I started playing sports and watching sports at the exact same time, which was the age of eight. And I, I think I've said before, but my first year watching sports, I grew up in Illinois and my first year watching sports, the Cubs almost went to the World Series. The Bears won a Super Bowl and the Bradley Braves went to the NCAA tournament. And I was like, man, being an Illinois sports fan is gonna be great. <laughs> and then the next season the Cubs opened the nineteen eighty-five season with an 0-13 <laughs>
1: losing streak. Yeah, but you got the Bulls.
0: Yeah, that's the yeah, I got the you Bulls. Did, that like... was that was later in, you know, my my teens, but yeah. Yeah. The Bulls don't owe me anything else in life ever.
1: Yeah. Being a Boston fan in the nineties was very difficult if I'm being a hundred percent honest, but boy, yeah, did we, we it. crested past that nine 11 was very, very good to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once New York got that pep out of its step and we could finally <laughs> take, no, but you know, I mean, I started watching, um, sports around the same time. I actually got into sports because of baseball cards. Cause I got sick and my dad bought us, bought me a box of, 1988 tops baseball cards and I was obsessed with Josie Canseco. Nice. As I cause I didn't know what Jose a white kid in Massachusetts, six years old. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like I, I loved I loved Jose Canseco. I loved I loved the Red Sox, but there were also players that I loved. I was actually, weirdly enough, a Green Bay Packers fan during the nineties. Uh, I know. But before they before they won anything, I happened to like them for gambling reasons were you and in the, in the la 30th. street
0: gang that wears their colors oh man
1: right the green and yellow what they, the...
0: yeah no there is one there is, okay, is that
1: the, a, the jolly green giants
0: no there's a prom i think it's like a i don't know if it's the blood or the bloods or the Crips, and i'm not going to get murdered by guessing wrong but yeah there is a prominent la street gang whose colors are green bay packers Fair enough.
1: Oh, I, I had this dope packers starter jacket that was like one of the Pullover ones, but it was black with the green and yellow like stripe on the side. It was Mm. the big G on the back. It was fucking
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: Turns out their uh, quarterback was a fucking sex creep.
0: He sure was. Yeah. With me having started watching sports like around 84, 85, like you got to think of the names that were coming up at that time. I had like that was Mike Tyson when he was first starting out as a pro. Michael Jordan entered the NBA in 84. Walter Payton was huge at that time. So yeah. I had some pretty prominent... Bo Jackson. Yeah, there was, there was some pretty prominent sports stuff happening in my formative years. So
1: The Pro Stars cartoon with Gretzky, Jordan, and Bo Jackson.
0: Mm, love it.
1: Starting lineups. Yeah. It was a good, It was a good time to be a sports fan, the 80s into the 90s, man.
0: It sure was, yeah, and especially with baseball cards. Like, I was huge into baseball cards also, but that came as a result of me getting into baseball. Yeah. like i started playing baseball first because i am nothing if not an athlete at my core and then from there i moved on to baseball yeah. cards
1: hey adam mm-hmm. over on twitter riley at maybe it's lettuce um asked what's your favorite home cooked meal mm. i got a couple
0: if we're talking things i cook my chili is it's beyond top
1: of the line baby
0: compare it is incomparable mm-hmm. So good. So I'm gonna go with that. My chili. We published the recipe at one point somewhere and we might do it again, but it'll impress your friends and family. That's for goddamn sure.
1: It fucks, Adam.
0: It's very good. It's very, very
1: that good. Chili fucks. My roommate makes this stuff like Trader Joe's has a has a yellow curry that's very good. We call it curry night. We have lentils with um sweet potatoes. she'll um cook uh sweet potatoes and broccoli, mix that in there. And then uh, shrimp, mix it all together with the yellow curry, and it is the tastiest fucking thing. It's so goddamn good. Hmm. Um, red pepper flakes on it. It's just a goddamn delight. So we have we do curry nut every once in a while, but like that thing when everyone's like, "What's the home cooked meal that you're like?" Well, you know what I could go for? It might be shepherd's pie.
0: Uh, shepherd's pie is pretty good.
1: I fuck with shepherd's pie, and then also just a a, a big protein laden breakfast like bacon and eggs. Like yeah. A big plate of bacon, eggs, and and toast. I fuck with it so hard.
0: Yeah, I'm generally a pretty good cook. So there's a lot of things I like cooking at home. Like, if You're in capable hands if I'm cooking you a meal. That's for damn sure. I like making a burger at home. I make
1: a good burger at home. I'm I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. At Dave Blogger says, have you guys ever thought of combining the subjects of two or more podcasts, like uh, sports conspiracies or ghost news? Uh, It would be fun to have Olivia and Jeff on the same show talking about Babe Ruth's ghost controlling the media or something.
0: We kind of do that sometimes. Yeah, we do it sometimes. We don't do as much crossover with hosts as I would like, but we certainly do it. We should probably start doing it more. But
1: yeah. But yeah. we also do that sometimes like for example the Herschel Walker show we brought that into the mainstream yeah as sort of like uh hey we, we you know we were gonna do this on the sports show but we feel like you guys should fucking hear about this fucking psychopath
0: yeah there's sometimes conspiracy stuff that I kick up to the main show pretty scary stuff
1: yeah don't worry Although, yeah like like pretty scary and you don't even like sports probably have the highest amount of crossover appeal because of Ray Lewis
0: oh that makes sense and Tony Stewart cuz yeah. Tony Stewart killed yeah. a guy. Yeah, that makes that makes most sense. Yeah. Cuz
1: they cuz the people we cover are generally pretty scary.
0: <laughs> yes, they are. Pretty scary boo. Do we got anything else? Um I'm
1: looking on the Twitter and um not that I can see through there but I also have a uh, I'm getting a lot of people responding to a different tweet, so it's hard to go through. Oh, um, at uh, detractor pedente uh, at detractor says, uh, "What is the worst hotel experience you've ever had?" Mine has a mine has a silver lining.
0: One of my earliest cracked articles is also about one of my worst hotel experiences. It was I stayed at a microtel and. Let me micro tell you, that place was a nightmare. It had, there was a TV, it was like the full-size TV, it wasn't a flat screen. And it was way up high, but it was sitting on a sloped cabinet, like it could just slide off and land on your head at any time. All the outlets were too big for the plugs. It was strange. It was very strange. You'd have to read the article. What about you, what? Jeff?
1: I uh, I talk about this on the um, episode where I talked about going on bullshit, but the the residents in or wherever the hell I was staying at um, in Albuquerque the first night, um, they apparently drown their linens in fabric softener, which is a common allergy, and I break out into high like patches all over my skin and I itch. So after about 15 minutes of laying down, getting ready to go to bed, I noticed I started to get that like tingle all over. And I was like, fuck. So I called the I called down and I was like, hey, I was like, you use fabric softener, I'm guessing. And they're like, oh, yeah, we fucking a ton of it. And I was like, I am allergic. I need you to bring up just one set of like the hypoallergenic sheets that I'm assuming you have for when this regular occurrence happens. And they were like, sorry, bro, not happening. And I didn't sleep at all. Uh, I slept for maybe two two hours that night we were filming the next day i slept with my hoodie as a blanket and on just a stripped a stripped bed strip you know that with one pillow that i took the pillowcase off of yeah um the next morning they showed up with a bag with still wrapped walmart purchased linens <laughs> and they were like here you go and i was like thanks um, I try when I went to the washing machine because I, I and I told the the producers I was like, Hey, like, if there's any way that like you are not gonna fit people in today and we have to wait, I'll I volunteer to wait. I would like to be able to actually play this game instead of be fucking frazzled out of my brain. Yeah. So um I went to wash the sheets later that day and they tried charging me for the tide that I took from the from the little store. And oh, I was like, there's yeah. a zero- I was like, there's a 0% chance I'm paying for this shit and give me some tokens for the washing machine. Like right now. <laughs> nice. or I was like, I will, I will fucking jump this countertop and I will strangle you. Um nice. So there's that. I actually, there are a couple of more Twitter questions, which we can squeeze a couple quick ones in. Sure. Adam at Hale underscore grumble says, I'd like to ask Adam if Jeff has become more annoying since he started smoking weed.
0: No, he goes to bed earlier. Yeah.
1: So. And I don't smoke weed.
0: It's like less Jeff.
1: Yeah, which everybody wants.
0: Than usual, right. Yeah, Um, yeah. Jeff just takes edibles. It's not the same thing.
1: Oh, this was a, so this is a, a, it starts with me, but then it goes to you, Adam. Uh, Since I had Dan Telfer on Jeff Has Cool Friends, would there be any interest in a one-off Unpops D&D game? uh you could have danger on and fight him there been a big fan of nerd poker dance great people blah 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 brand new to the game uh just a thought adam would you ever do like a dnd show
0: uh like maybe as a one-off if i had to just like show up but if it yeah. was a thing i had to research and figure out and execute then no because i'm yeah. not that interested in it like yeah. that sounds like the kind of thing where a lot of hosts would be like yeah man let's do a dnd show and then they would all turn to me and go make it happen and it's like I'm not the guy Mm-mm. for that. So No, like, no, no. Yeah, if there was ever one that I didn't have to be involved in, in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, absolutely. But otherwise, nah, I'm not doing it.
1: Uh, he did a follow-up, which is, uh, what's the best TV show theme song? That's Spin, by the way, on Twitter. What's the best TV show theme song, and why is it Adventures of the Gummy Bears?
0: Mm, that's, that's not a
1: bad theme song.
0: It's not a bad theme song. My favorite TV show theme song of all time is The theme from The Americans, because oh, we interviewed that guy. Yeah, Nathan Barr, because that sounds like it's just some fucking traditional Russian ballet music or something. But nope, just a dude in L.A. working with instruments he made himself.
1: Yeah, that just sounds Russian. I'll be there for you by the Rembrandts.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's bad.
1: Um, I fuck with the Knight Rider theme.
0: Yeah. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. I fuck
1: with Axel F, if that. If Harold Faltermeyer does something, I'm gonna fuck with it. If I'm not not gonna lie,
0: though, is movies. That's Beverly. Oh
1: yeah, that's not a TV show.
0: Um, you know, but the Jan Hammer uh, Miami Vice theme is great. Yeah,
1: Mission Impossible.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, like that
1: one fucks pretty hard too. Yeah, yeah, Night Rider's so good that fucking the Busta Rhymes used it and made it even better somehow.
0: Yeah, that's a very good song.
1: Um, but yeah, there's there's good there's a lot of good theme songs out there i fuck with it the x-men the animated that had a a, that shredded actually the mighty Morphin power rangers theme song shreds hard there's a guitar solo in that that just melts everything
0: i was always as a kid just like repulsed by the video quality of power rangers like it's yeah it's it's older
1: japanese footage yeah
0: yeah so i didn't like it i didn't watch
1: it fair enough yeah
0: x-files had a good one there's a lot Mm, of fucking yeah there's a lot of
1: great themes and gummy bears is good i wouldn't put it Up at the top, I I might even put Chippendales Rescue Rangers for the Disney stuff.
0: Ducktales,
1: Ducktales, Yeah, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck shreds pretty hard too. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, there's a lot of good theme songs. There's more good ones than there are bad ones.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of TV theme songs. They're good.
1: Um, so that's what we got as of recording.
0: All right, that is all of our questions I'm Uh, sure
1: there are others. If we didn't get yours, we're sorry that it didn't go through. If it fell through the cracks or whatnot it's also just we probably just don't like you as a person
0: yeah that probably has a lot to do with it there is at red star sysop atb are you in an emotionally secure enough place to talk about winter we miss her no and rarely ever but someday we'll talk about poppy uh Mm. and also uh, xavier on twitter no questions i just love you guys i find the unpop's network and jeff has cool friends feel like a cool breeze on my stress boiled brain You're correct. That is not a question, but thank you for that reply, nonetheless.
1: Summer breeze, right in your brain. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad we could do. I like when we can do these episodes every once in a while.
0: It's 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 so laid back, so loosey goosey. You know, just flying by the seat of our pants.
1: I love pants, bro. I love my pants.
0: Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? I feel like I extensively plugged the upcoming live podcast already. You should all
1: go see the upcoming live podcast.
0: Go to that. nyc for tickets. Me, Alex Schmidt, Khalees Hawkins, Sliceberg Slim. It's going to be a good time. Jeff, what do you got to plug?
1: Well, uh, you can check out Jeff Has Cool Friends. Uh, you can hear that at patreon.com slash Jeff May for early uncensored episodes uh, with bonus content. Or if you want to wait a week and get it bleeped out, that's fine. I appreciate your ears anyway. I'd I prefer your money, but it's fine. Um, you, uh, I also have a show, Ug Fine, with Kim Kroll every month where we basically have like a 20-minute fight and then we hash it out and it's great. Uh, it never plans to be that way. It's always how it goes. You can also check out uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network, uh, along with other great shows on that network as well. And you can find me at Hey There Jeffro. Mint on Cards, the second Friday of every month. A beautiful blast from the past on Magnolia in Burbank. So our next uh, our next show is uh, August 12th. That's this Friday. So come on down. It's free. It's stacked. Everybody wins. Ta-da.
0: You don't know. I don't do know. You don't know any of that. You don't know if any of what you just said is even true. I know all that motherfucker. Fuck you. (sighs) All right. Hey, let's get out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the questions from everybody. Rookie card, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jim (laughs) in 10. Objects of Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street.